Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If someone asks you to do something for them or at work or if it's a personal thing, it's a family thing, if you say yes, and it doesn't feel good you feel like mm, i really didn't want to do that you still you can rescind that answer and say actually that's not going to work for me and we don't need to justify it welcome to series two of the one year no beer podcast if you haven't hit subscribe yet then hit that button so you don't miss another episode Just before we get started with today's interview, I just want to quickly mention one thing that Jen and I do every day. We were so lucky to come across this brand listening to podcasts just like this. And we are so proud to be sponsored by Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is literally one scoop of this all-round nutritional insurance which is made up of no less than 75 vitamins, minerals and whole food source ingredients including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfoods scientifically researched and blended together to support and improve energy recovery, immunity and digestion. It's so easy. You just get down in the morning, plop open that glass, pour in your athletic greens and pow! You are doing what you need in one scoop. If you want to join us, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B and join the health experts, athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who are making a daily commitment to their health every day. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash O-Y-N-B. Now, don't forget the forward slash O-Y-N-B because this will entitle you to the special deal Athletic Greens have given out to our listeners. A year's supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs will take with you on the go. Once again, athleticgreens.com. Don't forget, O-Y-N-B. Now let's get started with the podcast. of people believe that self-care can boost their confidence. However, only 30% of people set time aside to actually do it. Men are more consistent than women at practicing self-care. And single people are much better at self-care than what people in a marriage or relationship are. On an average, 65 minutes per week is set aside for self-care. I'm Jen Fairburns and welcome to this week's OYMB podcast episode and today we're talking about self-care and self-love and the importance that has on our overall well-being and health. So what does it mean self-care and what is the difference between self-care and self-love? 
Well, self-care in general is looking after ourselves physically and mentally. And self-love is more practicing kindness towards self, being kind to oneself in every aspect, in our thoughts and physical life. So there is a small difference there, but we're all in the same, in the same ballpark there. So when it comes to self-care, where do you start? Well, the first thing you need to do is assess where you are in your life right now, self-care. How are you looking after yourself? If it's on a physical sense, how are you nurturing your body? Are you exercising? Are you eating healthy? Um, are you pruning? Are you pampering? Whatever it is, whatever it is that makes you feel good. Because we need to reward ourselves, especially this day and age. We work so hard. Times are tough. We have to work hard to earn money these days. We have to spend a lot of money for the smallest things these days. And so there's a lot of stress that comes with everyday life these days. And on top of that, if you're on your alcohol-free journey, you're doing an extra grand job at changing and transforming your life. So you need to find means and ways to reward yourself. I talk about this often in, um, in coaching sessions, and that is the importance of rewarding oneself for a good job well done. And that could be a small thing. It could be whatever it is to you. Um, you need to figure out what would feel like a treat to you, but it needs to be just for you. So on the outside of work, family life, kids, partners, all the busy stuff, we need to take time for ourselves. And as we heard in some of the statistics that I've given you here today, you, there is a difference between men and women, singles and those who are in relationships because our life, we have different priorities. We are busy in a different ways. And when it comes to women, especially as moms, moms tend to be notoriously bad at self-care, notoriously. And I see this a lot in clients. And this is something that I put a very strong emphasis on when we do coaching together, the importance of self-care and particularly self-love. In self-love, you know, talking to yourself in a certain way is everything. The way we speak to ourselves needs to be with kindness and forgiveness and understanding. We tend to be so good at judging ourselves. We tend to be so good at being hard on ourselves and always wanting more, needing more, that we're never good enough. And that gets boring after a while because it'll start wearing us down. We wouldn't dream of letting someone else speak to us the way we speak to ourselves sometimes. I always urge people to get become very curious about that internal dialogue. How do you speak to yourself? You should never speak to yourself in any other way than you would speak to someone else. And then if you're having a tough time, think about how would you speak to someone that you know, that you love, that you care for, if they're having a tough time. If they're having a tough time, they need the love and support. And that's what you give them, right? That is the exact same way you need to practice self-love towards yourself. So... Let's kickstart with self-care. And what does that mean? Well, self-care, that could be exercise, out for a walk. Um, self-care could be, you know, just looking after your body, making sure you're healthy and fit, um, you know, eating well. And that treat that I talked to, talked to you about before, 
that that could be in so many ways. It could be, you know, giving yourself in general, if you eat healthy, you can give yourself a little break and give yourself a little treat, something not quite so healthy. But as long as it doesn't steer you off your healthy journey, so to say. And so when we look at nurturing our body, what is it that our body needs? Well, it, our body and our, our skin is our largest organ, right? So our skin needs to be nurtured. Are you looking after your skin? Is it being moisturized every once in a while? Are you putting on SPF? Um, having a nice shower and just rinsing off the stress of the day. Having a bath with soap or lavender oils or whatever it is, your salts. Those things matter because the way we take from our body or what we expect of our body on a daily basis is huge. We walk, we run, we rush, we lift, we, you know, we, we are these incredible engines that just go and go and go and go. And our body does this for us. We go to the gym, we work out hard, we go for long walks, we, whatever it is that we do with our body, our body gets tired. And so when we start giving back to our bodies, our body will give even more. Now, something on a personal level is that I think that I spent my 20s, or I know I spent my 20s being quite difficult with myself and my body. I wasn't looking after it, it was quite the opposite. Um, you know, I went through struggles when I was younger um, with eating disorders for a short period of time and managed to get myself out of that just realizing that that was wearing myself down my consuming way too much alcohol because when you're younger you think that's okay but it also takes its toll um and probably wasn't exercising as much as i should have been and so i wasn't really looking after my body that well at all then something happened when i had my two daughters well the first daughter first of all that was a huge I mean, it was ground shaking for me to to see that weight after all this weight. No matter how bad I've treated my body these past couple of years, look what my body has done for me. It's growing these incredible creature inside of my body, and ouchy pops and oh my goodness, you know, and that is all done by my incredible body, which I have spent so many years mistreating. So for me, that was a huge discovery. And that was really the catalyst for me to start looking after myself much better. And that was also the kickstart of, you know, training better, eating better, and started looking into my alcohol consumption and all that, because I thought, you know, after all that, putting the middle finger up to my body um, for those years going, yeah, I'm young, I, you know, I'm unstoppable, I'm invincible. I realized that our body will do things for us even when we don't deserve it. And I thought, you know, it's time to start giving back to my body. And since then, my body has just given back to me again and again. So my life has taken a different turn. You know, I'm, a, I'm an athlete. I would say amateur athlete. I compete, but um, not on a big competitive level, but uh, as an amateur athlete competitive level, I would say. And my body is just in this harmony with myself right now where we both can do these incredible things because I'm also looking after it when it comes to diet, 
when it comes to um, exercise, when it comes to pampering, nurturing. I go for regular massages to make sure that everything feels all right. I have checkups, uh, whatever checkups that you need to be having, depending on your age and rage. As we get older, like a lot of stuff starts happening and we need to keep track on a lot of things. And we must never compromise that. We must never um, not do this. We need to look into everything that we need to be doing for our body and at whatever age that we are. But at no point should we compromise self-care and self-love for ourselves because it is the number one thing to feel well and to be well and to create more amazing things for ourselves. So a lot of people get really uncomfortable when, it, when they talk about self-love and self-care and they feel like, oh, but it's so selfish. And I say, get be more selfish because we need to nurture that. The number one person in your life should always be you. If it isn't, then that's completely understandable because that wasn't the case for me either for a long, long period of time. But when I look after the number one person in my life, I feel good. I am happier, which means my kids are happier, husband's happier. And it, in no shape or form does it make me a worse mother because I'm looking after myself and making myself a priority. No, it actually makes me a better one. So any of those urges that you might have to feel like, oh, God, yeah, no, but, you know, this is for me. How selfish, especially moms. I keep looking at you like moms, moms, moms are notorious about this, um, but also dads and everyone who's got a really busy job or or a, a very demanding job. You know, the work comes first and sacrifice is huge in, 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 in high powered um, jobs and if we don't look after ourselves, there will be a breaking point. There will be a point where our body just goes, nope, mm -mm, not doing it. And I think if anything, these past couple of years, I've realized more and more so that if I don't fuel my body with the right things and look after myself and care for it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't collaborate. And so I want you to have a look in your life. How are you looking after yourself? How are you nurturing your body and soul? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you connecting enough with friends? Are you showing up for yourself in, in all the aspects that you need to in order to just feel well? Now, you don't have to become an athlete to, to exercise. You just need to do some form where you get your blood pumping, you get you know, those happy hormones rushing around. Did you know that we offer loads more support? Yes, I'm talking about time with coaches, Zooms, meeting other people, locking eye to eye, meeting awesome OIMBers who are on the same inspiring journey as you. All of those things are available in AFM. We created AFM as a close, small community that is really there to help people master changing the relationship with alcohol. So if you're looking for a little bit more support, you want to meet more OYMBers, or you just want to take your alcohol-free journey to the next level, then check out oneyearnobeer.com forward slash AFM. And if you put in the discount code PODCAST10, capital letters, PODCAST10, we'll get you 10% discount off joining AFM. If you're on one of the alcohol-free journeys, then exercise and, and healthy diet is even more important. I 
recently have got into this nutritional um, discovery. I hired a nutritional coach to have a look because my mood, I felt like I was always getting tired because I trained very hard. Now it's like something's not, something's awry. And she took some assessments of me and the way I ate. And we discovered that I ate completely wrong for what I'm doing. And um, I started, we started counting macros, so making sure that I get enough protein, enough carbohydrate, enough fat, enough fibers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which can be quite hard in the beginning, I guess, but an inconvenience. But actually, after a while, it just becomes second nature. And I cannot tell you how much my mood has stabilized. I can't even believe it. That is not what I expected. I can perform better at um, uh, at my uh, sports events, but at home with the kids and overall, I'm much calmer. I feel better. And I, I put this down entirely to me now, really looking into my nutrition and really paying attention to what I put into my body. That needs to matter. Now, I'm not a health freak. I do also enjoy the good side of life, right? So I enjoy my ice cream. I enjoy my chocolate sometimes. But I didn't realize how much of that I was intaking and justifying it. And now looking at what I eat, detailing everything that I'm eating and really becoming aware has made a huge difference to me. So that's just food for thought. That's just me. But I'm always curious as to how I can give my body more, how I can nurture myself more. And when I was looking at nurturing my body, um, giving myself enough nutrition, I was thinking for my muscles, for my, you know, all, all, overall. But I didn't realize that it would do these amazing things with my mind as well. So in self-care, we need to consider lots of lots of lots of things. You know, there's the mental aspect. You know, are you... Are you stuck in front of the TV binge watching stuff? That's going to start tearing off your brain. I'm not saying that I don't like a show every now and then for sure. However, how much of the time do you consume watching things that isn't nurturing for yourself? Be mindful of that. You want to be mindful of the thoughts, like I said earlier on about the thoughts that you have in your mind about yourself. That goes into the the, the self-love um area where we look at practicing kindness to self, be mindful of the word, what we say to ourselves. And in mindfulness in general, we want to be mindful of everything. Are we showing up in the world as the person that we want to be? Are we connecting with people? Are we connecting on an authentic level where we are showing up and help being of support to others? You know, being of service to others is amazing, but are you doing that to, for yourself or are you people-pleasing? Now, people-pleasing is something that often comes up in personal development. And that is simply having become accustomed to showing up for others, to please others, to uh, fit in or, you know, making friends. There are, there are so many different, different ways of getting stuck in that uh, people-pleasing trap. But... This is one tip. If you are, if someone asks you to do something for them or at work, or if it's a personal thing, it's a family thing, if you say yes and it doesn't feel good, you feel like, mm, I did, really didn't want to do that, you, still, you can rescind that answer and say, actually, that's not going to work for me. And we don't need to justify it. Women, 
again, have a tendency of over-justifying things. I'm so sorry, I can't do this because of this, 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 this. No, there's no need. Simply, sorry, that's not going to work for me or can't help. We don't need to apologize and, and you know, for, for not wanting to do something. That isn't our thing to do. On the other hand, showing up and being of service to others can also be an incredible thing. I mean, I, I love being of help to my friends and family where I can, but it doesn't ever cost me anything emotionally because I'm doing it for me, for them. But it's the moment when you're doing something for someone else and you expect a certain response or a certain amount of gratitude and you feel like they weren't grateful enough, then that means that you've gone into that interaction completely wrong. You're doing it to please something, you're expecting something back. That can't be the way we show up and be of service for others. I'm not, sure, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be upset with people who are not grateful when we help them because they should be. But as long as there isn't an ex, um, expectation of an exchange of something there, we need to show up for others on our own accord, which makes us feel good, not to please others or to impress others or expect something back because that's when it really goes awry. So becoming mindful of the way we think the way we act, the way we show up, that matters. And sitting down and having a good session of meditate, meditating or it's a lot of people run from the word of meditation because they feel like they can't do it and it's too, so hard to get into it. So forget about the word of meditating. Just take a moment and just sit with your thoughts. And again, sitting with our thoughts, we had this in an episode um, a couple of sessions ago with the, our incredible coach, Michelle. And she pointed out that meditating isn't about silencing your brain. It's impossible to have your mind silent, completely silent. It's, but it's becoming aware of what's going on. And so take a moment and sit down and become mindful of what's going on in your life. How are you feeling? Where are you? Are you comfortable? Because it's when we have those moments of connection with ourselves that we get to understand and see and feel where we really are where we want to go are we happy in our job are we happy in our relationship are we happy with our friendships do we have the right connections do we want to make some changes but if we leave self-care to chance and see like every day i'm gonna at some point today i'm going to squeeze in some self-care my friend, you're going to be disappointed because it's never going to happen. We need to schedule this. I schedule my, my self-care. I schedule my workout session. I schedule my massages. I schedule my pampering stuff. I schedule. It sounds like I do all this in a week. I don't. Um, I don't pamper myself every week. But I work out most days of the week. And I show up for myself and making sure that I'm having a rest, that I'm not overstretching myself work-wise, that I'm not overstretching myself being social or, you know, I set healthy boundaries. And healthy boundaries is one of these things that there's never too late to install healthy boundaries. Just because you've, you you might be sitting there going, okay, yeah, this, this people-pleasing has really gotten a bit out of hand and I feel like I'm giving, giving, giving and now this is expected of me. There's no better time than now to say, no. No need to back it up with any justifications as to why you can't do this and this and that. It's perfectly okay to say, no, I'm sorry, I can't help or 
again, forget the sorry. No, sorry, just say, that's not going to work. I can't help it this time, or I can't do this. Say no to a, a gathering, but don't sit at home and, and be lonely because connection is important, but just go and do things when they feel right to you. So let's look into some self-care checks. Now, how can we do this? So sit, sit down, grab a piece of paper, and then look into your daily habits, weekly habits, break it down or monthly. If, you go, if you're working out once a week, that's not enough. You need to schedule into me. You will be working out at least three times a week, whatever level that is at, whether it's a brisk walk, you should go be exercising at least three times per week. You should be out for a walk and be active every day. Especially for those who work, um, they are desk bound, if they're stuck in an office or even worse, working from home. So you basically don't leave the house. Self-care is taking a moment of going out in the, in, in the wild. <laughs> well, forest bathing. For those who live close to forest, forest bathing is a huge thing that came from, well, from Japan of all places. They, they, they really came up with this. But I mean, let's be honest, we have forests everywhere so we can all go out and do it. And for forest bathing is just going out and just taking in, being in awe of everything around us that is much bigger than us, getting ourselves out of our mind and being feeling that we're part of something much, much bigger. So forest bathing is amazing. But if you're not near a forest, go out, breathe the fresh air, look at nature, don't look at your phone. Way too many people go. I see people walking around now these days out on walks with their dogs and they're still, you know, they got that that crooked neck and they're looking down at their phone. And so be mindful of that. Where can you improve your self-care by just stepping back a little bit? Okay, I need to get out more, you know, get away from my desk more, taking a little break, eating something healthy, or and sometimes treating myself to something because it feels good as long as that feels right because it, when we if we try and treat ourselves way too often then that will feel we that will start feeling wrong as well and we will we will you know if we feed on that urge of like okay well i'm going to treat myself and then half an hour later you want to treat yourself again that it stops becoming a treat and becoming a really bad habit and that's what we're trying to get um get our tab uh, get our grip around as well is is um is bad habits we want to change them and how do we change a bad habit this is a completely different conversation but we we need to replace it by something rewarding that's that feels just as good because whenever it is alcohol or another bad habit it, we're looking for that reward that dopamine hit so how can we swap that for something for something healthier so look into your self-care there might be some bad habits in there that you might have to just swap around and what can you implement to feel better? Uh, you know, on average, um, they, they, they ask people and they say that for about 47% or so of people um, prefer to do the at-home spa kind of treatments, rituals. And that's great, I think. I like doing them too. Um, personally, I just I have a tendency of getting these things and then they stand in the cupboard and they never get used. So I prefer to get my, because I'm so busy at home. <laughs> There's always something to do. So what I do, I just take myself out of the house and I go and find, find somewhere not, not too expensive to get, for someone else to give me that pampering um, in a little salon or something. But each to their own. But look into your life and go, okay, so where else can I, can I look to improve my, my self-care? Are you looking after your skin? Are you connecting again, connecting with friends? 
because connection is important. Are you being authentic in your conversations? Are you reading a good book that makes you happy, that takes you away? And anything that we can do that takes us away from our um, smartphones or TV or any kind of technology is a bonus. So the more we can implement things that isn't technology bound, the better. And these days, a lot of the apps, Calm, Headspace and all this stuff, you know, you need to use your phone for it. So it, it's impossible to completely stay away from it. But as long as we don't feel like our brain is consumed by, you know, Netflix or social media and all that stuff. So get a good book, you know, sit, have a cup of tea, put your feet up, light the smelly candles. I'm a huge advocate for smelly candles. There's nothing better than a good smelly candle. Um, and yeah, I mean, these are all some, some, some examples, but looking into what you have around you, practicing gratitude, just being grateful for what you've had, being, being grateful for what you've done, what you've done in life, what you've created, rather than always focusing on what you haven't got. When you start focusing on what we have actually done, what we have created, and removing shame or blame from this, just look at actually, what have I done? And feel really good about that, then we can go on and create anything after that. And even if you, you know, if you're struggling with the letting go of what we've done in the past, if you're not pleased with how things are gone in, in life, work, relationships, whatever, then look upon that yourself with self-love, kindness, and go, okay, I can do better for me, not for anyone else. Self-love means care, care and self-love for yourself. Don't worry about anyone else. How can you do better for yourself? How can you show up better and be better for yourself? That is where the magic happens. All right. That's it for me on this episode of self-care and self-love. But I hope this has got you wondering. And hopefully you will have grabbed your pen and a piece of paper and you're writing furiously right now about what you can do better for yourself or where you can improve and if you feel like you've really like you've got a really good self-care regime and you're quite happy that's great awesome oh but maybe have a look and be like what else can i do what else is there because sometimes if we do the same stuff and it becomes routine, it makes us feel good. But we always want to make sure that we're always leveling up somewhere. How can we feel a little bit better? How can we do a little bit better for ourselves, not anyone else? And um, yeah, always be curious. That's a tip that I often give. And that is always be curious. And always be kind to self. All right, that's it for me this week. It's been a pleasure talking about this passion, passion project that is self-care and self-love. Remember, you are the number one person in your life. You need to become the most important person in your life. And I know that a lot of married people, a lot of, um, a lot of parents are going, ah, no, my kids are the most important person in my life now. That they are not. They are. They are obviously very, very important. But the most important person, your number one priority in your life, needs to be you. And that doesn't mean throwing everything else on side. It means that you need to make sure that you prioritize your self care, your self love, nurture yourself, because then you will excel and exceed in everything else. If you create that strong foundation for yourself, so you feel really good about yourself, you feel fulfilled. You know, being a mom 
being a, a wife or a husband, partner, whatever, piece of cake. <laughs> piece of cake, as long as we look after ourselves. All right, that's it for me today. I'll see you back here soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the One Year No Beer podcast, where our mission is to share and tell the stories of the everyday heroes who are taking the steps to make a meaningful impact by changing their relationship with alcohol. If you want to join our community and find out more about the variety of benefits that you can enjoy by becoming part of our 80,000 plus members within our alcohol-free movement, then click the link in the show notes below. 